Hello, my sweet baby angels, and welcome to Using Humor to Cope with your host, Britt Fryer. So I knew for one of my earlier episodes, I had to touch base on my probably most asked question, which is, how do I start my healing journey? I have people reach out all the time and not really sure what to do. So a lot of these people can just pinpoint that they're in pain or certain relationships aren't working for them. They just feel stuck in their life overall. Whatever it might be, if you feel called to heal and to transform your life, this is definitely the episode for you. So I would highly recommend, I am going to kind of go through a list of some of the most impactful things that I personally believe have helped me and can help you on your journey. So I would recommend getting a little notebook or journal to jot some things down if you want to take notes. That way you can kind of use these tools on your own. Or of course, you know, you can come back to this episode at any time to kind of revisit and use the tools. I remember one of the first times somebody asked me, uh, how do you, you know, how do I start my healing journey? How do I do this work that you've done? And I was just completely dumbfounded. I think for me, a lot of my healing journey, I want to say was like predetermined for me. Um, a lot of it kind of fell into my lap and battling with depression in my early twenties. I just kind of got to this point where it was like, I am low-key drowning through life, and if I don't want to be that way anymore, I'm going to have to do this work. I'm going to have to seek help and do something entirely different. These tools are certainly things that I kind of wish that I had laid out when I started because, honestly, (laughs) my journey was like a sad tumble down a hill, but, you know we made it back on top. So at the end of the day, I'm very grateful for it. And like I said, these are just some like, really good perspectives and things to keep in the back of your mind while you do jump into this journey and while you do kind of reclaim your life. This process in general, I will say, is less about the tools that you are going to learn and more about unlearning everything that you have up until this point. If you find that you are constantly having blockages, feeling stuck, feeling depressed about your life, where you're at, how you show up, there are massive things that you need to unlearn. There are ways that you have been conditioned, ways that your subconscious has been programmed that we're going to th- we're going to uncover, we're going to peel back and we're going to really take a good hard look at that shit and figure out what do we want to continue to entertain and what do we want to let go of. So if you take away absolutely anything from this episode, let it be that healing is more of an unlearning than learning of new things. It is a discovering of who you are beneath the conditioning, beneath the pain, beneath the trauma that comes with this human experience, unfortunately. It's finding your true essence, connecting with that true essence and not hiding it for one second longer because who you are is amazing. Who you are is meant to be in this world or you wouldn't be here. So before I go on another tangent, let's get into the list, shall we? All right. So something that I think is 
helpful, maybe not incredibly necessary to heal is discovering your why. So what are you looking for on this journey? Okay. Um, you know, some of the healing stuff has become trendy and I gotta say, I don't hate it because really it's just the evolution of humanity at the end of the day. So if people jump on it initially as a trend, it's still a win in my book. Um, but I do think it's important to kind of figure out your why, what, what are you trying to heal from? Because first of all, you're not broken. I need you to know that you're not broken. So it's it's not necessarily, I need to fix these things about myself, but let's look at some of the things that have happened to you and some of the beliefs that you're holding on to that could use changing. So some people might be seeking to heal, to feel liberated, to feel free from their past, free from their pain. Uh, others might be looking to gain more confidence. They have these goals in mind that they're not quite seeking or going after because they don't feel worthy. Some part of them doesn't feel worthy of that. Others, it could be looking for emotional regulation. Maybe you're just a hot mess express, as I like to say. Totally been there, done that. I've had my fair share of panic attacks and feeling just so fucking anxious. Like you just want to jump and crawl out of your skin. Uh, and then it could also be just changing your physical reality. Some people might want to heal because like I was saying before, there's certain goals that they want, or maybe they keep attracting a particular type of relationship that isn't fulfilling, that isn't bringing them peace, that isn't making them happy. Maybe they want to change their socioeconomic class, uh, change their career. I mean, Honestly, there are just so many reasons to this, and I cannot answer that for you. And I think that's the epitome of a lot of this healing work is that healers, myself included, can point you in the direction, can ask you particular questions and give you certain tools. But at the end of the day, this process is supposed to bring you to not only listening to your inner voice, but trusting it and following it. And that's the only way you're going to feel at peace. That's the only way you're going to feel fulfilled. I swear. I truly believe that. I truly do. I think that, you know, there are obviously multiple reasons why we might be doing this work. And for a lot of us, there's a few reasons, right? There were so many different reasons that I started doing this work and wanted to switch things up about my life. And I just think that knowing your why can kind of help you when you're in the thick of it, when you're in the nitty gritty, when you are knees deep in the dog shit, honey, and you are crying, you got like boogers coming out of your nose and you're like, why the hell, <laughs> why the hell am I doing this? Why am I revisiting this old pain? Why am I, um, you know, trying to change these programs that are freaking drilled in my head for years and decades? And... That's why we want to know our why, because we're going to go back to it. Maybe we wrote it down or maybe you just have it in the back of your mind. You're going to be like, that's why to be on the other side, to have that liberation, to have that confidence, to have that emotional regulation that is 100% obtainable to you, 100% obtainable. So knowing your why, that's a great first step.
Another big component of the healing journey would be to focus on the environment that you're in and the environments that you put yourself in in general. So I really think this is one of the most key things in healing. You know, there are people that honestly cannot change their environment. So I do want to touch base on that too, because especially if you have like childhood trauma, environmental trauma, anything like that, obviously as a kid, you can't just like remove yourself from your environment. And this is true as well for a lot of people experiencing domestic abuse. Uh, It's obviously not as easy as just like, oh, lit, I'm just going to leave. Obviously, duh. (laughs) You know, uh, easier said than done. But focusing on the environment, especially when you can change it, is crucial. Like, could I have healed a lot of what I healed if I still lived in the places I grew up that were unsafe, where I was fearing for break-ins and watching like pimps come over and pick people up from the apartment. I mean, you know, my nervous system probably wouldn't be able to be regulated like it is. Probably not. And I would be normalizing all these things because that's my normal experience at that time. So if we can change or leave an environment that is unhealthy for us, And it could not even be to that extreme. I feel like that's an extreme, (laughs) kind of an extreme um, situation. But it could be, you know, you're in a relationship with somebody and you live with somebody that is really just not the best for you, is constantly stressing you out, crossing boundaries, putting you in unsafe situations. That is something that I got to say, like, if you can't fully get out of that, it's going to be really hard to heal and regulate your nervous system. It just is. I always say like the sooner the better to remove yourself or change your environment because the longer you're in it, it becomes your norm. And the harder it is to kind of see another way of being, right? Like if you're not experiencing different things and you're constantly in the same shit, so to speak, (laughs) It's really going to be hard to see a different way of being. So I think the environment is really key and on a less dramatic or intense level too, like your workplace, right? Who are you working with and what sort of conversations are they having and how are they treating each other or mistreating each other? All of, all of this affects you. All of this affects you. So really taking a look at your immediate environment. I want you to look at your home life, your work life the city you're in, the state you're in, how do these environments make you feel? What would you change if you could? And what can you change now? And really start to see like, you almost start looking for solutions instead of focusing on, oh, this is trash. Oh, this doesn't work for me. Oh, this makes me unhappy. Like, I get it. But okay, then what can we do about it? All right, I feel like every single component I'm like, this is the best one. (laughs) So just know that these are all equally fucking amazing, apparently. But oof, this one is juicy. So a massive component of your healing journey is taking a look at your beliefs, your programming. A great tool that I have a lot of clients do. Look at this free shit. Huh? We could do this right now. So I have my clients list out 
general areas of life. So, for example, relationships, money, work, friends, purpose, communication, body image, a marriage, whatever. Okay. Then I want you to write your perspective on this thing. I feel like money is a really good universal one to use. So for money, I grew up poor as fuck, as we know. I heard things a lot, kind of like bashing rich people or painting people who had a lot of money as like not great people or not nice people, maybe even assholes, which is interesting because I realize now that it was not necessarily the truth. It was just like, well, we don't have money and we are struggling while other people just live this amazing life. So they must be assholes, right? It just kind of validates your reality, whether or not it's right or wrong. So then when I try to change my financial situation and kind of change this like lack mentality, I'm like, how in the world can I expect myself to hold this belief, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, you know, I want to make more money, but then I'm literally out here bashing the people I want to kind of be like, it really sends mixed messages. And honestly, it's not always fact. Like, sure, some people's money are fucking assholes, but so are some poor people and so are some middle class people. And there are some people with money doing great things that are great people, but your mind is going to do anything to confirm what you perceive to be true until you reprogram it. And honestly, with all of these topics and the beliefs that I have around them, once I write down the belief that I do have, I will ask myself, where did this come from? Did somebody say this around me? Is this something somebody in my community used to say? And what is this mindset doing for me? Is this a disservice to me? Is holding on to this mindset helping me? getting me ahead in life? Or is it keeping me small? Is it something that I've just like accepted without question? So looking at your beliefs is freaking huge. It's a mindfuck in the absolute best way. (laughs) Next up on the list, we have inner child work, which you all know I love so much. So I'm kind of going to lump together the inner child work with inner talk in general. So how you're speaking to yourself, any, you know, childhood trauma or trauma from the past in general. This work is so important because you're going to be validating the parts of you that have not been validated. So I want you to find ways to reconnect with the parts of you that have experienced pain and never had somebody listen to it and never had anybody validate it and felt like they couldn't be seen or heard. So this work includes like reparenting yourself, maybe even doing parts work. The inner child work is really something I'm honestly going to have to do an entire episode on or like 700 episodes on because there's so much to it. But it's as simple as When you feel an emotion come up, it's so important to stop intellectualizing them. Emotions are meant to be felt. They're meant to be felt and released. And so many of us have gotten used to like pushing them down or downplaying them. Probably even being told, oh, you're so emotional if you're an empath. Allowing these emotions to come up because I promise you when they rise to the surface and you allow it and you move through it, 
They don't tend to weigh on you as much. I find that I transmute these low points so quickly now because I don't resist them anymore. So if you're feeling upset or triggered, a trigger is an opportunity to go into a past wound. If you are feeling triggered, it is usually never really about the present moment. So we're going to go and follow that trigger and see what it is telling you and what you need. Ask, literally ask it, what do you need in this moment in time? And freaking do it. (laughs) Stop abandoning yourself. It's so key to do this inner work. And I think another big part of it too is like doing more joyful things. Like think about kids. They're just like all over the place doing whatever, bopping around, having fun. And as adults, like so many of us have lost that essence. So many of us don't create anymore. So many of us don't play anymore. Everything is so structured and bland and boring. And then we're like, oh, why am I sad? Honey, you're obsessed with work. Honey, you don't have any fun. Do something stupid. Do something just to do it. You know, um, kind of like a random little tidbit about me, but I am kind of the Grinch when it comes to Christmas. I've never been obsessed with it. And this year I was at Target and I saw one of those little like squishmallows and I like do not like extra shit in the house. I don't know. This might, I might be a little anal, but I don't like clutter. I don't like extra shit sitting around. The last thing I would ever do is buy a stuffed animal. But let me tell you, he was a little Christmas tree and he was fucking perfect. I'm like, I absolutely need this. Like something inside me, I know as my inner child was like, we absolutely need this little guy. So we bought the Squishmallow (laughs) and I cuddled it the whole Christmas season. And I honestly feel like that was so comforting to me in what is normally, you know, not a time that I necessarily look forward to. So just doing little things because you want to and stop worrying about what is so right and wrong or what I need to be doing or what I should be doing. Honoring your inner child, honoring your inner voice, honoring the emotions that are coming up for you. So I realize I put for another one, the people you surround yourself in your immediate circle. Although I do feel like that kind of lumps in with environment, but listen, we're just going with the flow here. So people, immediate circle, chosen family, all of that. This is so important and it's going to naturally shift as you shift anyway. So I will say that don't be so stressed about how it's going to unfold because honestly it's going to be not like what you expect at all but you're going to notice as you start to heal and change and evolve obviously how you show up is different right and you're going to notice who in your life is really loving you genuinely for who you are allowing you to change allowing you to evolve and cheering you on every step of the way. And who is like a freaking attachment? Who is like merely loving you because of what you can provide to them? That might sound weird if you haven't experienced it yet, but I'm telling you, it becomes glaringly obvious when you change up who you are, you are switching up the roles and the kind of like dynamics that you've created with people. And you will notice the energy vampires and the manipulator and all of these people who really we're profiting off you being weaker, essentially off you having no boundaries, off you not knowing your worth. So it is a blessing. It's super freaking painful. And also people will throw envy at you 
Oh my god. I have like <laughs> I've really gone through a lot relationally ever since I started healing. And at the end of the day, it's been a blessing. Like I've had to let go of a lot of people and it was the hardest shit I've ever done. But at the end of the day, like saving myself is worth all of that, right? Like come to you and be like, hey, listen, this kind of like bothered me what you did and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, go fuck yourself. I mean, that's not going to work. That's not going to work, honey. So it is scary to speak up for yourself and allow yourself to change and evolve. But I'm telling you, it is a gift if people leave you during that because they are not there for the right freaking reasons. And then... And then on the other side, it creates a space for people that are all of my relationships that were healthy are so much freaking healthier now. They are so much healthier. They are so much deeper. I literally like think of particular people in my life, like my chosen family, and I'm like crying about it because <laughs> there's like nothing I couldn't tell these people. I swear to God, I swear to God. And you don't need a lot of them. And I didn't necessarily have that before. So it is worth being really mindful of who you're surrounding yourself with. You know, I try to on a like broader, more social level too. I don't want to be around people that are like talking shit. I feel like that's kind of a big thing for me. Not that I'm not like a judgy bitch sometimes, but I don't know. I really don't understand people talking shit about people that they love. To me, it's like the shadiest behavior. If I love you, I love you. And I'm going to defend you when you're not in the fucking room. That's just me. So I kind of expect that from my people too. But yeah, your standards will change and how you interact will naturally change, which means your relationships will change. So knowing that is important. I don't think I like thought much about that when I started healing and it kind of was a smack to the face. I'm like, holy shit. All right, I went into this episode thinking it'd be like 15 minutes and here we are. So one of the last things I wanted to add to the list was being mindful of the input that you have. And what I mean by that is not necessarily like other people's input, but the things that can be programming you that you're not even aware of. So the movies that you watch, the TV that you watch, the music that you listen to because half the time when you're doing that shit too you're also doing something else and you're half paying attention and you're kind of spacey and you're being like low-key brainwashed you don't even realize it half of the music we listen to or that's popular in the public so negative you just end up singing shit and you're like wow this is such a low vibration is this really what i want to be listening to so I've been really mindful of that. I would say the last year, particularly when it comes to media, TV shows, movies, and music, you know, what am I listening to? What is that normalizing for me? How is this affecting me when I don't even realize it, right? So I think that's really important to be mindful of. I don't really watch a lot of violent things anymore. Coming from the girl who used to fall asleep to like Bates Motel every night. <laughs> I just realized, how is that healthy for me? <laughs> I don't know, like right before bed too, your brain is going in theta brain waves, which literally has you easier to hypnotize, easier to program. Should I be watching people murdering other people? I, probably not. So being really mindful of that is key. And then I would even say disassociating on your phone, just like doom scrolling, stuff like that. Who do you follow on social media? 
do they inspire you? Do they make you feel better? Are they helping you in any way? Or is it kind of just like negative crap that you're feeding into? I think that's really important because all of these things, not only programming your subconscious, but they're very dysregulating to the nervous system or they can be very dysregulating to the nervous system. So, you know, if you're doing all this work, to understand yourself, to heal, you're meditating, you're doing breath work, blah, 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 blah. But then you're constantly just like watching this destructive crap, listening to destructive crap, uh, following people who are just negative. I mean, I don't know. Some people might think it's not that impactful. I certainly do. So it's just something to be more mindful of and just kind of clear out the clutter, so to speak, if you want to unfollow some people or move away from watching certain things, listening to certain things. It's not like you have to like go ahead and get rid of everything. I don't, trust me, I watch garbage reality here and there is no perfection. There is no ultimate healed human being. You're still a freaking human. So have fun. I'm just saying if you're like, oh my God, I never sleep and I watch like horror shit every day. Honey, we got to look at that. You know, (laughs) there's something there. I think I covered pretty much everything that I was hoping to. I know it's like a ton of information. That's why I was like, get that notebook ready. But you can rewatch this at any time. I'll leave it up. So these, like I said, are some of the most impactful things and methods that I have used and I have used with my clients that I think are really important. These are not the only ways to heal. These are not the only ways to heal. So I do want you to follow your intuition. If there was one I said that really sticks out to you, maybe kind of go down that rabbit hole a little bit more. If something I said feels like a hard no, do not force it. Like I said, the whole point of healing is honoring yourself and getting to know yourself and following those hunches. So I never want you to take me or anyone else's word as boom, that's it. That's everything. No, I want you to follow your freaking intuition. (laughs) So yeah, these are not all the ways, but they are great and free fundamentals for you to use. So I want you to kind of ask yourself, what is one that I can implement today? Or maybe a portion of one that I can implement today and reflect on. And let me know, either drop it in the comments on the podcast, slip into my DMs. I would really love to know if you kind of had an aha moment from this episode and if you've implemented anything like I said really doing any of these things will naturally kind of present other opportunities for you to heal and our triggers will always come so we gotta love it those are our (laughs) doors to healing and transforming our lives So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to leave a five-star rating for me. I would love that so, so much. And stay tuned for our next one. Thank you so much.